0: Today is Monday, October 3rd, and you're listening to the Morning Announcements presented by Betches Media. I'm your host, Sammy Sage, and the Morning Announcements is your daily five minute breakdown of the headlines that isn't afraid to take a side and roast the most consequential reality show there is our government. We're starting this week with the latest updates from the aftermath of Hurricane Ian. After hitting multiple islands and southwestern Florida last week, it again made landfall on the coast of South Carolina over the weekend as a category one storm. The death toll in Florida is now at 62 people and over 800,000 people are without power in Florida, as well as over 450,000 people between the Carolinas and Virginia. Cleanup work began this weekend, and the state will have to begin several significant rebuilds, including the bridge to Sanabel Island off the mainland, whose residents have now been completely cut off. In Cuba, where power for the entire country of 11 million people was knocked out by the storm, residents gathered this weekend to protest the lack of electricity, which led to some of the largest demonstrations since widespread anti government rallies this summer. I mean there's a lot of time for protesting when all of your devices are dead. The Wall Street Journal also reported on Friday that Cuba's government has made a rare request for emergency assistance from the Biden administration following the hurricane. Hopefully they will say yes before they go back to former mother Russia. Speak of the devil, we also have some important updates on Russia and Ukraine. On Friday at the Kremlin, Russia attempted to unilaterally annex four regions of Ukraine with Putin claiming that the annexations of Luhansk, Donetsk, Kherson, and Zaporizhia were the will of millions of people, of course leaving out the part where it was only their will when held at gunpoint. Putin did, however, also allude to nuclear threats by claiming that the U.S., quote, created a precedent for the use of nuclear weapons when they used them in 1945 in Japan and threatened the U.S. and the West if they continue to send weapons to help Ukraine. While U.S. intelligence experts say that the risk of Putin actually using nuclear weapons is low, Ukraine disagrees, which sounds like the difference between being thousands of miles away from the weapons versus next door. Putin's threats earned him a rebuke from the Pope on Sunday, imploring him to calm the fuck down, but in Pope terms, while the U.S. and Canada also imposed broad new sanctions on Russia in response, which I suppose they have still not run out of. Ukraine also formally submitted its fast-tracked application for NATO membership, and over the weekend their troops retook the key city of Liman, even as the Russians were the ones actively stepping up their military game with a national draft that no one wanted to be part of. According to experts, this particular victory marks a key shift in the military battle, which I picture kind of like an arm wrestling contest where Ukraine just made Russia bend its arm backward for the first time. we have kind of a weird russia adjacent story that surfaced late last week on thursday the justice department accused a couple of conspiring to provide the russian government with medical information about u.s soldiers and their relatives the indictment names army doctor jamie lee henry and her spouse anna gabrielian an anesthesiologist who's affiliated with johns hopkins and speaks russian and the closest thing we have to a modern day Julia and ethel rosenberg They were charged after offering sensitive information to an undercover FBI agent who was posing as a representative of the Russian embassy, to whom Gabrielian had volunteered assistance. She told the undercover FBI agent, who she thought was a Russian, that quote, she was motivated by patriotism toward Russia to provide any assistance she could, even if it meant being fired or going to jail. You know what they say, can't trust anybody these days. And finally for today, this weekend, Donald Trump escalated his war with none other than Mitch McConnell. He wrote on Truth Social that McConnell has a death wish for agreeing to a deal to fund the government through December, and also referred to McConnell's wife and his own former transportation secretary, Elaine Chao, as quote, McConnell's China-loving wife, Coco Chao. All very unseemly and racist, but hey, at least Elaine and Heidi Cruz can start the Unavenged Wives Club. Thank you for listening to the morning announcements. If you enjoy this podcast and all of the purposely slanted viewpoints shared here, you can help us grow by leaving a five-star rating on Spotify and a review on Apple, and of course by telling your friends about it, either on Instagram or privately in a text message, but especially the friends who want to keep up around the midterms. And if you want more news, check out our newly launched premium episodes. You can find them in your feed on Apple or by searching for Extra Extra on Spotify. Last week, I interviewed Senator Sheldon Whitehouse on how dark money groups spent the past five decades raising $580 million to get themselves the Supreme Court that would finally overturn Roe v. Wade. And that is just the beginning of many deep dives to come about what's really going on behind the headlines. Until tomorrow, I'm Sammy Sage, and now you know what the fuck is going on. Betches.